wherever you go, however you go. For energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Another edition of To Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Lawn, um, a somber but calm edition of the podcast this week. No, it's going to be neither, um, but uh, with me, I've got Caroline. How's it going? Hey. Hey. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, Matt will be joining us momentarily, so why don't we start with everybody's favorite section, Defend Yourself, in which case... <laughs> I can't attack the Virginia uh, basketball team, like, personally, because they're not here with us tonight. So you are the closest thing I know to the embodiment of, of the Virginia basketball team, Caroline. I'm going to okay. defend or attack you. What is going on? Why are you losing so many games? Defend yourself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds or less. Go over it. 30 seconds or less. Uh... When that ball sat on the rim at Virginia Tech, I think it was some freaky Friday shit that happened, and they took our shooting. Um, it's clear to me that this is – everyone has the yips at the same time. I've never seen it. It's a shooting slump like I've never seen before that it's affected everybody. Um, obviously, I'm not acting as the team right now. Yeah. The uh, – man – Miami one was brutal. Um, I think the others you can kind of whatever. Like with Duke, they <laughs> hung in there. Carolina was just a drubbing. And I, I don't know, maybe we were due one of those because it had been almost four years since Virginia hadn't been in a game. Like when you think about that, it's it's a little absurd. Like it's crazy that for mm-hmm. four years almost – Every single basketball game that Virginia played in, they were competitive in in the second half, like had a chance to win the game. Um, And that's not even true of every team in the top 25 this season. I mean, I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, everyone's been blown out in the last two years. I mean, Duke's been blown out by Miami in, you know, at home, like Virginia's done it to a couple of the teams games you know what i mean like where the, some of those louisville games like louisville was out of it from you know at halftime last year the first game this year really minus that as i come back in the last few minutes it's just basically they went cold shooting and as cold as could possibly be mm-hmm. over a week there's really been a bad week the problem is they had four games in that week like could not have been a worse time to go that cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's, I lied. Just kidding. There is a worse time to go that cold. And it's the second week of March or whatever right. when the tournament starts. That's definitely a worse time to go this cold. Right. 
Um, the only consolation I have found in the last two games, I'll say, is that at least against Duke, the offense looked like they forgot what basketball was. Like, and part of that is to Duke's credit, they used that three-quarter press to really force Virginia into their own game. Like, they made it, like, super our game. Like, you're going to have 14 seconds to find your best shot as opposed to right. – 28 seconds to do that minus, you know, pressure, whatever. So that, the, that one really worried me because the offense just looked like they forgot completely what they were doing. Um, against Carolina, they had open looks. And even Coach Williams said after the game, Roy Williams was like, I've never seen them miss that many shots. Like, I don't even think yeah. – like, he's like, I'll go back and look. I think our defense was okay, but they weren't great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just – they had an off shooting day. So I felt better. Like, they got looks. They were making the moves. They were using screens, like that kind of thing. Mm. Same thing goes for Miami. So I, I guess my long story short is the only consolation that I have is that we know they can make these shots. We've seen them do it this season for the majority of the season, minus three and a half games, four and a half if you like throw in overtime. Because <laughs> when you boil it down, long, long, long answer here. Virginia lost in double overtime at their rival in a game that that rival really needed to get a signature win, right? And then – played a pretty strong game, especially defensively against Duke. That was arguably their best defensive game of the year. Um, maybe Miami. Um, and we're undone late by freak of nature, Jason Tatum. Okay. Then you go mm-hmm. to Carolina, not an easy game, just didn't show up and then lose the most epically heartbreaking, slow moving slug fest at home on an emotional night for your last year's leader. Like, ugh, what a, that's the extra gut punch, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I always say like, well, they can't keep shooting like that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but they're really kind of testing that on me here. Um, no, I just, I think that's need... definitely the, the biggest, uh, yeah. The defense has been great. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say great, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's been standard, uh, Miami was a pack line pledge game. Yeah, yeah, but they also and they lost. <laughs> look at the, I mean, if you're talking about the amount of possessions and the reason UVA scored so little points, so few points, is because it was such a stretch our game. It was like the embodiment of what people complain about UVA basketball. Miami um, was, yes, absolutely right. The Miami game, right? But it, anyway, your your point stands that the the defense has been largely fine or i would i would say at least consistent to what it's been this year it's had some issues from time to time it's given up uh, some open shots uh in stretches and things like that but obviously defense is still the strength of the team and it wasn't like it was it had completely fallen off in these losses uh the offense uh, you know as you said it has completely disappeared yeah. and the weird thing is it, to me is how the losses weren't all similar uh you know tech they lost i think by playing shaky defense and not missing Mm -hmm. free throws as being the huge thing i mean that that's a clear garbage result from missing free throws that you should be making if you're a good team throw in some weird foul discrepancy second half yeah i mean early second half they had and i give tech a lot of credit because they did they drove Mm-hmm. They drove the lane and utilized those players like Isaiah and Zach, uh, and Zach, um, <laughs> Zach had, um, had foul issues. Um, yeah. Isaiah 
Isaiah Jack Combo would be a phenomenal player. Oh, wait, no, we Yeah, have that'd be, that'd that be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and and if they got 10 fouls. But, <laughs> yeah, to um, give, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So, go yeah. on, go on. So, in, anyway, I, I, you know, officiating aside, which which <laughs> there's been issues on, on, you know, UVA was getting calls that they shouldn't have gotten in at points in these games for short mm-hmm. Particularly, the Miami game was just an absurdity. There were bad calls all over the place. Weird game. game. But um, my my whole point was that the free throws, you take care of that, you win the Tech game by playing, you know, not that great, but you're right, on the road against a rival, you're going to have a game like that quite often. Well, they shot 100% from the free throw line against Duke. So, again, it's these things where they show that they are capable, which is why it gets so frustrating. I put the Duke loss uh, not on uh, just Tatum going off. And, and, yeah, he went off and he scored some good points. But, you know, Kennard, they let do whatever he want in the second half too. Uh, the the Duke game is a much different game if UVA starts hitting shots. Yes. And maybe they were missing shots in the Tech game. And you start to see that they're, they're, they're starting to slump there. But the Duke game was a clear indication you know, if, if it hadn't gotten worse, we'd be talking about the Duke game as, like, this garbage shooting performance. What yeah, happened? Um, you know, I don't have the box score sitting here in terms of field goal percentage, but it wasn't good, whatever it was. No. Stat Boy will get on that. Um, <laughs> I think then you look at the UNC game as the bottom coming out or uh, falling out uh, for shooting. I mean, they were missing open shots. They were running a better offense. You're totally right that it looked like an improvement in terms of finding ways to score. Uh, they just never scored. Um, yeah. they, they were missing layups, but in going, you know, 0 for 15 or whatever it was to start from three-point land. And then the Miami game is all wrapped up into the worst, most inexcusable performance I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, it's much worse than getting blown out at Carolina. Uh, it, it, it was just the bottom. And, yeah, if we lose the state, maybe that'll be the bottom. But that, that Miami game – Across the board, uh, regardless of, of holding Miami to a poor shooting night and, and a low scoring night, no, it was just an abysmal performance uh, outside of Isaiah getting a double double. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's the, one, the one good takeaway. And, and you know, at the beginning. Mamadi was a good takeaway from that game, though. Yeah, Mamadi played pretty well um, and, and certainly played a ton of minutes, which is a good sign. And, oh, but you know, he needs to dunk it when he's going, right oh, there. They're hitting, they're hitting free throws. They're not hitting shots. And I turned to my friend and said, free throws are going to win them the game because, you know, they were hovering around 90%. They're going to start getting fouls, which they did start getting foul calls um, and then missed every front end of a double-double in the second half. Which So it was your fault is what you're saying. No, I'm saying that it was <laughs> the door was ajar to win even though they were still having a slump. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of different things all wrapped up into badness. Um, Matt, how's it going? It's good, Pierce. How are you? Oh, uh, good. Uh, we're just discussing all the losing that's been going on. And Caroline was... Uh, uh, opening the doors for why there was all that losing. <laughs> no, I think it's, you know, we've covered uh, most of it. What what did you see that, that stuck out particular to you? I mean, the only thing I have to add is, is obviously it's an offensive issue. But I, you know, I, I think this team reminds me of some of the early or the late 2000s Duke teams, mm-hmm. which is a little bit weird um, to say, comparing us to Duke. Um but in that there was no real post threat on those Duke teams. Those were the teams that sometimes got upset by like 
Lehigh in the tournament because they'd go two for 20 from three. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Shire and Paulus and Singler would have an off night. And I think that's sort of what we're seeing with UVA here as well, is there are limits to your offense and your offense is inherently going to be more volatile when you don't have anyone that you can count on to get points in the post on a night-to-night basis. Uh, I was looking over the last three games, or the last four games. Over the last four games, Salt has uh, Salt has 10 points, Reuter has 8 points, and Mamadi has 7 points. And that's it from all yeah. of our post guys. So that's 25 points from, I don't know, 100 minutes of guys. Combined? Combined. Those are their combined point totals. None of them have more than five in a game. It's awful. So yeah, it's hard when, to win basketball games like that. <laughs> right. When you're doing that, no one – when we drive, no one leaves their man because no one respects our big men. Um, when we're out on the edge, no one's worried about, you know, doubling or, or making open passes. They're fine with letting us shoot threes, and they're going to contest them because they're not worried about having to recover on the big guys. Yep. Um, and I think until we start knocking those threes down – when you start a game slowly, it just sort of reinforces that strategy and it makes it almost impossible to recover. Um, so I I don't know that a slump like this was inevitable because this has been really awful. Um, but it's yeah. definitely a byproduct of just sort of the the offensive talent that we have yeah. down this year. And, you know, you're totally right. It's the game they've been playing all year, which is, is take jumpers. And, you know, we're looking at the Villanova game and going, well, they tried to get in the lane a little more and couldn't get a call. But it was indicative of the whole season that they, that they weren't getting into the lane and weren't getting calls. Um, it's funny that we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, our biggest complaint was the refs aren't respecting us enough to call fouls on London. And now it's just, boy, I wish they would learn how to shoot again. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot more basic, a lot less nuanced. Um, Stack Guy got the field goal percentages for us while, while we were talking. Duke, 36.8%. Tech, 42.4%. Miami, 31%. UNC, 27%. And at Villanova, for uh, the record, they shot 50% from the field. So, you know, it's... I don't, I don't legitimately have never seen something like that. They went into the Virginia Tech game shooting an ACC leading yep. 49% from the field and 39% from three. Yeah. And this is what they've the shot since yeah. then. Like, yeah. and, and that's where I'm baffled because, again, like I think against Duke, they did stuff to disrupt. Fine, whatever. And, and combined with they didn't really get any good shots. Mm-hmm. But the stuff, there was a, and I don't even think it was really even that sarcastic of a cheer at Carolina when London hit that first three-pointer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were, because every fan there, knew that that team like that virginia is not that bad yeah like that's the thing that and i think that's why they only dropped four spots in the polls but what do you do like what is what is coach i mean obviously they've had a day off now which i think is clutch like crucial yeah. that, hopefully that was they've spent it at the spa yeah sports psychologist off yeah <laughs> In a infer- fiery inferno, crap auditorium like a castle, <laughs> playing an eighty-five degree, you know, gym, double overtime, turn around forty-eight hours later, play Duke, turn around 
three days later, whatever, two days later, play Carolina, turn around 48 hours later, play Miami. It's not easy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, it's not making an excuse. I'm not making yeah. an excuse. Saying it's not easy. Of that's, course not. Yeah. I've had tough stretches and whatever. So when you look at the gauntlet of the teams that they've played and all that stuff, like, yeah, it is brutal. And again, just to recalibrate what people said before the season, most people expected Virginia to have seven ACC losses. Pierce, I think that's what mm-hmm. you actually had in your preseason thing. The issue is obviously how it's happened so quickly. Right. Right. It's not a matter of like, well, they still have seven, whatever. Because they could, they could, based mm-hmm. on what we've seen already this season, mm-hmm. win the last three. Like, that could happen. Yeah. I, it's, I'm it's, hesitant to say it's going to happen until right. <laughs> it shows up at NC State. But they still could finish 10 and 7 or whatever it is. And that's. Yep. 11 and 7, and that's the thing. You know, right? And then you're like, that was brutal. Someone pointed out on Twitter, I think, that last year, Syracuse, and we all know what happened last year, Syracuse, but they had a four game losing streak and lost five of six in the middle of conference play. Like, mm. this stuff does happen. It sucks. And I think that's where everyone, it's how it's happened, mm. where it seems like there's no answers. It's not like they're yeah. throwing the ball away, they're not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to it's say. Not, it's not a stretch of losing, like, four contested games and they just, you know, a couple things that go the other way. I mean, they've looked just bad. But they've still, bad, you know. four have been contested, if we're right, being right, honest. Right, right, right. You know, which, like, again, is a testament to the like, defense, right? Even looking like hot garbage on offense like they were, <laughs> they still, um, they still <laughs> you know, we're, we're able to to make games out of them. Um yeah. I think one thing we need to talk about uh, before we maybe predict or, or talk about what, what what could happen down the road is that London really, you know, the Miami game was another big difference where he wasn't carrying the team and scoring and seemed to be not wanting to carry the team and scoring. And obviously I, I didn't see anyone really, uh, you know, get at him with any questions about like, what's up, what happened, you know? Um, but it seemed to be noticeable to, to myself and, and most fans who were watching that he wasn't uh, the same player that he has been most of the season or most of his career, frankly. So I, I don't know what to think about that. game, like after Miami? Like yeah, after yeah, yeah, I don't – I, I, yeah, exactly. And so it, um, he wa- yeah, people, people asked him, um, and he said – you know, Coach always says, you know, the – Sun will come up tomorrow. Like joy, he's like, I hope my shot comes up too. I, I don't think he has an answer. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Like, and that's not really fair. Um, it's more along the lines of like, there have been a couple that have missed the rim entirely. I don't think that there mm-hmm. were as many as as you would expect based on like Twitter and and <laughs> sure. Um, a lot are just right there. And some of it might be fatigue over that, over that stretch because some were rimming out. So maybe not getting the right, you know, velocity or they're getting the, a lower trajectory on the shots. Maybe not as much lift in their legs. That mm-hmm. could be a reason why Ty Jerome has like four shots that look like they're in and then pop right back up. Um, but it's, uh, it's just something that he is getting all of the attention mm-hmm. and it, it's, he, I, I think he's just the bee's knees. Um, he's a very <laughs> different leader than Malcolm. 
Um, Malcolm is the stoic leader. And I think that's what a lot of people were used to. And he knows always what to say and what to do. And, and London's more of the emotional leader. Like you can tell when London is frustrated. Um, I don't know that that's always good. You know, um, he gets frustrated with the refs and it kind of shows in his body language. And sometimes he uses that as swagger. And I, I just, I think that it's there. And if there's one thing, like he's not going to give up, that's for sure. Like, you know, you got to shoot out of, and that's what you said, you have to shoot out of a slump. Sure. So, you know, you can't, you can't fix it unless you take shots. So I want him to keep taking shots. Like yeah. he's got to be in the game. And I, I will amend my, this team goes as Zay goes because I figured up until that point, London was able to get his, whoever he needed to, you know, like he would get points. Um, I still think that down the stretch, Zay is going to be the key with the internal interior game. Like Matt talked about, like we just need to have even throwing the ball into, oh gosh, don't throw the ball into Jack or Jack. Don't throw the ball into anyone. (laughs) Into the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw the ball there. It hasn't been London shying away from shots, even in that Miami game, Pierce, where, I mean, you said that he didn't take the lead on offense. He took about a third of the shots that we took from the field. Oh, wow. And a lot of them look good. (laughs) He only only went two for 15. Um, But the issue isn't that he didn't shoot them. I I don't know. I mean, the the threes for him and and the Miami announcer, I wasn't at the game, so I was watching it on TV. Um, Bad fan. Always. But (laughs) one of the, the things that the announcers mentioned was, how frequently our offense got initiated late and you ended up with four seconds left on the clock and they just threw it to London and he had to take a contested shot. So anytime you get into the last five seconds, because we don't have someone who can create, it goes to London and he's got to just sort of jack it up and pray. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that he still takes a lot of the shots that earlier in the season, we were probably hoping he'd get foul calls on where he sort of Mm -hmm. drives in, goes straight at someone's body and kind of jumps away and, and goes up with it. Mm-hmm. But he's not getting foul calls and he hasn't all season. Um, so those are starting to get a little frustrated just because he hasn't gotten a foul call on any of those shots. We take contested runners in the lane five times a game. Yeah. And, you know, that's got to change. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it, it would be nice. And everybody knows that, you know, it's not like the team doesn't know that. This team is legitimately too unselfish. Like, yeah, we, we've been saying that on podcasts since we started doing them. I mean, I know, and not not Mariel. Mariel is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mariel will take it. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, look at Mamadi, and he would make these great yep. moves. And honestly, the passes weren't bad, but dunk that you yeah. can dunk from the free throw line. Yeah, like, and some of that might be a little bit of like first year hesitancy like he doesn't want to do something that's too flashy or dangerous with the ball and like end up back on the bench but at this point he's he has been um the only real bright spot for me in the last three games really two games at carolina I think he, was the, he was the best thing that happened in the carolina game yeah. and a lot of the north like the carolina media that i talked to or that you know, like like lauren brownlow and like those where they were like oh wow, he's delightful. <laughs> like, is he going to be a thing? Because that's great. Um, I just need him to dunk those. Yeah. Like, you have to take those points when you get them. Like, especially if you can't get points when you get them. <laughs> the issue with him being the best thing in the Carolina game is that he played 25 minutes and had two points. Um, so when, when that's well, the best that's thing like a happen. high scorer for that game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> two points. God, I, I don't even want to look up 
who the high score was. I think it was. I think Mario actually had a decent game that game. He had a couple yeah. nice shots. Long twos. Hashtag long twos. Well, he's definitely one of the bright spots when you look at where is this team going to be next year. You know, are we are we going to adjust uh, predictions? You know, where where <laughs> you know, two weeks ago we would have been like, oh, next year, okay, we only lose one guy. Yeah, it's London, but Ty, man, that Villanova game, Ty looks great. Blah blah blah. We're, um, right now it's going. Oh, we don't have anything on the inside, and the one guy coming in is a wing. Uh, you know, but you look at Diakite. Uh, having another year under his belt and Huff coming off a red shirt and Hunter's listed at the same height as Wilkins. I believe I remember checking that during the game. Um, so uh, a, a quick answer to those questions that have been thrown around. What do we have? That's going to be any different last year besides losing London. I think you do have some room for optimism. Did you mention Marco Anthony? Because I am maybe the most excited about him. Yeah, but he's a wing is what I'm saying. Uh, it, particularly to where. Our oh, forwards. Fits. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we also I have an open like, scholarship for a transfer. That's yes. true. And especially with the way the graduate transfer rule has become just as popular as it is in football. I mean, look at Sarah, Syracuse has two of them this year, dominating the team for them. Speaking of Syracuse, our uh, our stat guy throughout what we were talking earlier, that uh, Syracuse last year, we know where they ended up last year in the tournament, but in the regular season, they closed out losing four of their last five uh, and their game uh, in uh, the ACC tournament, which I can't, you know, I don't know what Syracuse fans were saying at that point, but I'm sure it wasn't good things about their potential in the NBAs, uh, and we saw it impact their seeding. Just saying, the season's not over, and postseason is what matters anyway, as Virginia has sort of found out recently on the bad side. So maybe we yep. could get a little bit of flipping from that. But that all being said, um, where, you know, are you, are you guys concerned about bubble status like a bunch of uh, internet people are? Because if you are, I'm going to yell at you, uh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Say yes um, just so he yells at you. <laughs> I, I'm not concerned yet just because the bubble is terrible. Um, exactly. If you, if, yeah, right. That, but that's, that's not a good reason, right? Like, <laughs> the, fact, the fact that Georgetown is like 500 and is in the next four out doesn't make me feel hey, better. Leave about Georgetown alone, all right? They're trying. No one likes Georgetown. They're yeah, trying. We're, we're going to hire them. Uh, <laughs> um, I hope they get a new coach. Yeah, they will. Um, just kidding. Don't take my diploma. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel better about the fact that we can't score. Um, yeah, of course. If, if we lose the state, I'll be actually kind of worried. I will. And I, I know that, like, the numbers behind it are probably still fine, even if you lose out. But they are. Losing the state, uh, yeah, it, th- thanks. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> losing the state with Carolina up, and then you're looking at, like, a six-game losing streak, and I, I, I can't even talk about that yet. If, if we lose the state, I quit. Georgetown is currently losing to DePaul at the half. Fighting oh, Dave Latos. Good. Stat guy is really killing it tonight. He's handy. Yeah. I want to start asking like random things. Well, speaking of that, uh, Car- well, Caroline, I want to get your answer first. Actually, are you are you concerned about the- oh, if we lose this state? Um, are you going to be panicking about making the NCAs? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the state game was one that I was worried about. Um, just when the schedule came out, because obviously we all thought they were going to be a lot better than they've shown to be. Right. Um, they played 
they went down to Georgia Tech and did what UNC was unable to do mm-hmm. or what – who else was just down there that they just beat? They've anyway. been beating everybody in Atlanta. Yeah. Georgia Tech has won a lot of games, uh, especially in Atlanta. So, you know, that's no small thing. the NBA lighting. That yeah, I know, on. right? It's all that Josh Passner coaching. Um, Coach but, of the year. I take everything bad back I ever said about Josh Passner. He's I'm, done an incredible job. It is the um, second most surprising thing that has happened in ACC basketball in the last couple of weeks. Planted Austin Nichols, knowing he was taking the Georgia Tech job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that Dennis Smith Jr. always presents a problem, and who knows what's – if yeah. they shoot like that again, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, who knows? Um, I don't think that it'll – um, really, I think that we'll be fine because of resume, um, which is yeah. strong. Beat Louisville twice, and they're you know they've got a lot of a lot of credit built up in the ACC right now. Um, and well, ESPN put us as a lock, so they yeah. can't go back now. No take back. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, I think it is because of the pool of teams they have to look at it. It's a pretty easy lock, regardless. Though it would yeah. make for. Uh, uh, probably the first ever uh, type of conversations to go, well, UVA is in the tournament at as a nine seed and has lost seven straight, seven straight. Seven straight or whatever, yeah. depending on ACC's. I mean, it, it would be an absurdity and hopefully we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, Let's take some questions from the internet. We threw it out to the internet. And got terrifying. Interesting ones, some, some good ones. If there's uh, not one about Beauty and the Beast remake, I'm going to be so disappointed. There isn't one about oh. that. So, uh, well, someone did ask, will you go to prom with them? Really? Yeah, so you have to look into that. Okay. Um, what are reasonable expectations now for the tournament? That, I think that's a, a maybe a less obvious answer um, than you would think right away because I'm going to go ahead and say my expectations for the NCAs remain the same, uh, and that's a sweet 16. And I don't care if they can't shoot right now. If they continue to not shoot and lose, then they have not succeeded in what they should be doing uh, with this team, particularly how well they started it. So if they lose first round, you know, barring like getting a nine seed and, you know, playing Kansas in the second game or something like that, I would understand that for sure. But my point being, this team should be able to win at least a couple more games, shouldn't be an eight or nine seed should have a path to Sweet 16. And the idea that we can excuse that because all of a sudden they can't shoot doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not saying any of you guys are are disagreeing with me, but you know what I I I disagree with you. Okay, good. (laughs) So so you think a Sweet 16 is an expectation, or you think that that's a successful season? Well, well, both. I, I expect them to do that, and if they do, I will consider it a success at this point. See, I would consider the Sweet 16 a success, certainly. Um, I don't think that's my expectation, right? Because I, at this point, I think you're looking at, let's assume that they right the ship and, you know, beat State and Pitt, lose to Carolina, and, you know, we'll see how the tournament bracket falls out for the ACC right. tournament. You're probably looking at a six seed. Yeah, I would say. I'm six, not sure. Five. Yeah. yeah, it depends on how it breaks, right? But right. I don't know that a Sweet 16 is a – a realistic expectation for a six-seeded team, right? A team that that succeeded in 
has horrific offensive struggles. But we <laughs> would be a six seed with an asterisk and a week of horrific offensive struggles if the scenario you played out. I, I'm with Pierce. Right, mostly. Right. I think the biggest thing, regardless of what seed, and it plays into what seed, but really regardless of where it is, is matchups. Because sure. once they get to the round of 32, if they get to the round of 32, whatever, from there on out, it is solely going to be matchups for this team. Mm. Who are they playing? Can they grind it out? Can they take advantage? Is not having a big man going to be a problem? Yeah. Um, and from there, it will be game by game. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I think that's – whereas the last couple years, I legitimately thought they could beat just about anyone that they faced with the pieces that they had. Yeah. Um, this is much more like I don't want to see like a Belmont in the first round. Like, I don't want to see... A, I do. <laughs> I don't want to see, like, a three-point shooting barrage team. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, that's... What, I'm more along those lines of, like... Yeah. I don't want some crazy-ass team that's got... I don't want to see, like, Marcus Keene from yeah. Central Michigan who makes three-pointers from the bench while the right. crowd chants MVP. Like, I don't need that in my life. I but think I, my point is that the, the shooting slump is inexcusable and should be fixed. And there's no reason to expect it not to be fixed. If yes. it isn't fixed, then... You know, it, it's just all more of a disaster. But I, I, to me, to think that oh, okay, this is our level of play now, so no. you know, maybe we'll be yeah. a nine team and, and and drop the first game or something like that. That's not what we should expect this because we know this team's better than that. Or capable. problem is, I don't know how you fix it. That's neither. Well, you know I mean, like, it, or I'm saying, like, it's not like something that Tony can do to like, oh. Well, we'll just tell them to shoot the basket, and make it in the basket this time. Like you know, yeah, I mean? but there's yeah, things like, you can tweak. I mean, there's things you can you try. Uh, you know, yeah. n- none of us is a basketball coach. So, but, getting getting Balcom Mogden to come. Yeah, up. yeah, no, Bo Barris. Uh, <laughs> I think was like, Akeel, I think that was Akeel, George on Twitter but, or something. Oh, that's not yeah. that one didn't work. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> maybe this is all just a conspiracy to get. Uh, all the Tony Bennett to NBA chatter away. <laughs> away. Like, or to Illinois. Not the caliber of coach to take a, a NBA job or another college gig. <laughs> Tony Look Bennett to Illinois chatter. Um, other questions from, uh, from Facebook. Is the team's post-game Jack Brown's habit having an effect on their energy levels from Eliza? I'm going to take this one and say no because there – they are not going before the game. And so the energy, lo- I, I don't know. All right. Um, let's see. Was Beyonce robbed? No. I don't care. The gr- Grammys and all major award shows are, are fraudulent anyway. <laughs> Matt, your opinion? <laughs> on, on, on Beyonce or your yeah. wonderful food take there? I don't know. I'm just reading questions and answering them off the top of my head. I mean, Kendrick Lamar was robbed by Macklemore like four okay. years ago, and I'm still unhappy. Yeah. Adele, Adele's 25 is definitely the best. All right. Here's the best question from the internet. Thoughts on the rematch with UNC? Obviously, shooting percentage will need to improve. But what did you see in those matchups that they need to maybe address in, in strategy? How, how are they going to approach that game and not have it be a blowout? Caroline. 
I need um, Jack to not pick up three dumbass fouls in the first mm. half because he's really the only one that can language. <laughs> Jack, I love you. That can put a body on Kennedy Meeks. Kennedy Meeks is a big boy. Um, obviously, one of the things that Carolina does phenomenally is rebound. Um, so it's difficult to combat that when you're playing a mm-hmm. four guard plus, you know, Isaiah or Jared sure. or whatever. Um, I think that's a big one. So, and I, and Jack did a nice job in the like short amounts of time he was there and not fouling. So mm-hmm. that's a plus. Um, the other one is how do you slow down Justin Jackson? Yeah. I mean, he had, I won't say a Tatum esque, um, first half, but he definitely made some shots that I thought were well defended. Yeah. I thought Devin had it's um, better. He's more impressive than Tatum's streak. I mean, Tatum hit shots. Justin Jackson was creating yes. madness on the court. Yes, I would Took absolutely the game over. I would agree with that. Um, and Jackson's so long and rangy. So even if you get a hand in his face, his his arms are so long that you can still like get these shots off in a short amount of time. So I, I think those will be. It's a great question, um, and I think those will be the two biggest things. Like, how do you combat interior uh, pressure? And, and like I said early, when it was like nine to eight, I thought they were doing it well. Um, sure. And then the other one's Justin Jackson. Yeah. I think another thing, probably the, getting the pace of the game and the transition defense back to what we're used to seeing them do against Carolina. Um, and that all ties into hitting shots. So, you know, it's all one and the same. You could, you set up the defense easier when, when the games go or when the balls go in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you hit the big, big notes uh, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Matt, do you have anything to add? I, I mean, I think the only thing I'll add is we got killed on the boards against Carolina, too. Mm-hmm. And part of that is a byproduct of us not making any shots and then making a lot. Um, but we got out-rebounded by 18. And the, the Carolina game of the games recently, I think, is the only game where, even though we held them to 64, 65 points, it was the only game where I thought our offensive struggles impacted our defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought in the in the mid second half there were points where it was around like a, a ten point game and we just couldn't get stops and we were giving up rolls to the basket and things that we don't usually give up. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I'm sure we'll have struggles against Carolina on offense again. Even in that last year's team in the ACC tournament, we had that stretch where I think we went seven minutes without a field goal in the title game. Mm-hmm. But we kept it close. Um so I, I think the key will be one rebounding and two is when we do sort of have the cold streak again, if we can keep up the defensive intensity like we have in the other games. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, we'll see. You know, the state game obviously is the first uh, to get in the way of uh, our march towards the national championship, or at least the final four. Um, let's talk real quick about more optimistic things. Uh, the lacrosse team undefeated. Tennis team, national champions, and the in the indoor tennis baseball team undefeated. Yeah, the crossing looks good. Yeah, they're fun. I'm a little worried about the defense. Oh um, yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but 
I mean, there, there, it's a little bit, I don't want to scare people by saying it's a little reminiscent of football, but he's in, he's bringing in new defensive schemes. They play a much more aggressive, um, extended defense out towards the restraining box or training line. Um, so I think that as they're adding a few more um, challenges for the defense, it's they're working on switches and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, I thought that the first game where they had fewer – new lessons installed um i thought they'd definitely look sharper so it's it's a good time to do it with drexel and and yeah. sienna no offense to those teams um but when your offense is shooting the way that they are it, it's incredible yep. uh, i mean it's so fun to watch um zed williams go off he's definitely been unleashed as lars oh, the young kids um, unbelievable. Docs Aiken, uh, Ryan Conrad in the midfield. This kid, Milan Murray, had two goals yesterday against um, Sienna um, mm. that were just absolute rips. Um, Michael Krause, three goals, three assists against Sienna. He's, he's having a strong start this season. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of young talent. There's a lot of athletes, and they seem to be doing pretty well at the faceoff X, which is going to be huge because this is going to be a possessions game. Um, Mm-hmm. So, I've been I've been really excited. If you yep. haven't gone to a game yet or watched a game, all of the home games are going to be streamed on ACC Network Extra or whatever it is on ESPN three. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no better way to spend a Saturday than at Clockner when it's uh, like so 68 degrees out. Yeah, you can go say hi to Papa Darns. He goes to all the games. Oh, I will be yeah. sure. To- <laughs> He's the best. Hi, Dad. He right. to this. Caroline, have you uh, watched the Godfather yet? No, oh. I, just, I don't think I have time for that. I was driving to North Carolina. <laughs> well, is it like seven hours long? The first one? Yeah, it's seven hours long. No, <laughs> it's an intermission. <laughs> it's Birth of a Nation. Uh, that's only three hours long. Anyway, um, like Gettysburg isn't Gettysburg four hours? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so good. Well, let's close up there. I know that was a lot of venting. Uh, hopefully, we come back with some. Uh, extra happiness after a stretch of wins and feeling good going into the postseason. Uh, but if we not, we'll just, uh, if they don't, we'll, we'll, we'll vent more then. <laughs> I'll just cry a little bit. Yeah. Uh, until then, I'm Pierce for the rest of the crew. Have a good one. Go Hoos. the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-Mobile to learn more or visit a store today. 